Hello and welcome into another episode of Main Street Preps this week. I'm Russell Venozzi, joined as always by Tyler Palmatier. And we are going to talk high school football today because, of course, next week are the openers of the 2023 Tennessee high school football season. Hard to believe it is right around the corner. This week is all the final tune-ups across the state. Uh, scrimmages, jamborees are going to be wrapping up uh, by Friday night. And then teams will be spending next week preparing for the real deal. So, Tyler... Um, Long off season, but hey, the, the fun stuff's finally finally here. Yep, and uh, you know, as we kind of get going on our first segment, uh, kicking it off sort of just a couple weeks ago, uh, it's hard to believe we're this close to the season and we're seeing key transfers. But as we kind of get to some guys that have moved around the area, uh, Lipscomb, of course, taking the cake with the big ones, uh, probably the whole off season with four-star quarterback Deuce Knight. Uh, announcing that he will be joining the program. He is the number five quarterback in 2025. And then uh, Cole Bradley, a three-star receiver and a teammate of his uh, of Knights in Mississippi at George County, also joining Lipscomb. I mean, what better way to start the year than to get a quarterback and a, a prospect and receiving prospect, especially when you're already as stacked as Lipscomb is? I, I don't know. Does that push him over the edge to be the favorites or – yeah, it might. I mean, getting a huge upgrade at quarterback like that, you got to think, um, you know, you want to be able to stand toe to toe with a team like Brentwood Academy uh, with George McIntyre. And then you've got, uh, of course, McCauley with uh, Jeremy St. Hilaire, Vanderbilt commitments, and then Baylor with Whit Muschamp, another Vanderbilt commitment. I mean, you, you, you've got to have a, a live arm there to, uh, to, to stay with those guys. So I think that certainly helps. And Tyler, we can get into the nitty gritty of more of these transfers because there were a lot of them across the area. But I guess before we do that, maybe just kind of high level, a big offseason storyline was, hey, the transfer portal, if you will, was was wide open here on the high school level. Now, it we there's not any kind of official database for this, and we haven't tracked this over the years, so there's really no way to say this year is any more active than previous years. But just anecdotally, it sure, certainly seems like it has been. Um. Tyler, not sure exactly why that is. I, obviously, NIL uh, could could play a little bit of a factor there, but mm-hmm. I mean, the competition is also part of it, and, and yeah. there's a lot of guys transferring up to, to higher classifications to challenge themselves and to try to showcase their talents in front of a, a, a wider audience and potentially show better on film for colleges. But I mean, what do you just kind of make of this seemingly just you know rash of transfers just across the entire state? Is there anything you can point to maybe why this year was so big? I, th- I think it's just like the trickle down from college to high school. Um, you've got pretty much there's always that trickle down really at every league. College will sort of adapt to NFL and so on. So as the transfer portal becomes more rampant in college, which I think it has, it probably I think it grows every year. And as far as the uh, just the, the I don't know, it's kind of the Wild West right now in football. And I just feel like it's become the Wild West in high school. And um, I don't know if – I think it is a lot about recruiting, and I think some of it's about championships too. You know, if you're a receiver, if you're T.T. Hill and you can go to uh, Brentwood Academy and all the eyes that are going to be on uh, George McIntyre, there's going to be some secondary eyes on you. That can only be good. And then also I think if you're a guy that's proven, like let's say Deuce Knight appears to be locked into as many good offers as he could probably have – he just gets to play a higher level for a couple of years to make sure he's ready when he gets to whatever college he goes to. And I don't, that's all I can really, I mean, it's just sort of become, 
the NCAA has adopted a Wild West transfer portal slash NIL mindset, and there is some level of NIL wiggle room here where recruiting can even take place uh, with kind of boosters in the background, uh, almost legally, basically legally. So you're just seeing it's not going to get probably any better. Um, If you're somebody who doesn't like this stuff, probably just going to have to prepare yourself because I don't think it's going to get any better. This is this is going to keep going. So I don't know. And then, you know, the other thing I was talking about this with somebody the other day, we also have to remember, I don't want to be one of those older guys. It's like, Oh, back of my day, this never happened. This has been going on for years. If you grew up in a football frenzy place, guys moved around to get to play under good coaches, usually just to win a state championship or something like, I don't know what all happened. And I'm sure recruiting took place then it's just more out in the open. Now you've got kids that'll have graphics and, release statements on social media. So it seems like it's bothering us more, but I promise this has always happened. I, you know, I don't know how far you have to go back. I don't know when it started, but I bet a long, long time ago. I mean, guys want to win football fans are crazy into their sport and this stuff has been happening. So, but this definitely does seem like this year is a lot of high profile guys, no doubt. Yeah. And on that list, I mean, just to name a few uh, Brock Montgomery helped, Friendship Christian win a state championship last year. I believe he had three touchdowns, uh, three long receiving touchdowns in that championship game. Now he's over at Riverdale with Braden Graham, a quarterback who's got a lot of Division One offers. Should be a, a good connection there. Uh, similar transfer from a Division Two single A school to a six A class six A school. Ashton Jones, uh, former star running back at DCA, just put up silly numbers there on that level. Going to be in Oakland's offense with that kind of wing T variation they run that, man, they, they can put up some some big rushing numbers. So uh, what do you kind of make of that landing spot for him? I'm sorry. I was trying, I was, I was trying to send a, send a text there, Russell. Who, what did, who oh, did you say? Yeah, Ashton Jones to Oakland. Oh, yeah, Ashton we're, Jones. We're both pretty um, intrigued by that one. Yeah, uh, that one's – he was so good at DCA. Uh, and it'll be cool. And he physically – I, you know, he does, I don't remember his height, so you don't look at him and you're like, man, this is a tall, strapping running back, but he's super strong, and he, the way he gets to the edge, uh, his speed in pads is just really impressive. So I remember him just taking some corners. You know, you didn't think – I think it was at Nashville Christian. Uh, there was a region championship game basically over there last year, and he had some awesome runs against the Nashville Christian team that, you know, played for a state title. So that'll be – I'll just be interested to see how that – that's really crazy to see somebody go from basically one of the, and I, I don't know how you compare class a football and like division two class a football. It's obviously I think division two is probably maybe a little higher level, but you're talking about the lowest level of a private school division going to the highest level of public school football in the, in the state and to arguably somebody who probably believes they are the best team in, in the state, any division. So yeah, that one's really intriguing. You mentioned Brock Montgomery. Um, that one's really intriguing too. I think we're going to, we're going to talk some Mr. Football candidates here in a minute um, briefly. And it's like, I don't know why with Braden Graham there that if Brock Montgomery puts up a lot of numbers, why he couldn't be among that list or, or if Braden Graham could do it too. So obviously maybe not a transfer, but um, yeah, those guys stand out. And you wrote about justice law going to Stratford kind of cool. His dad, there trying to reinvigorate Stratford. And now you've got a new arm there. Uh, looking down the list, a lot of quarterbacks. And that's always a really intriguing one when the new quarterback comes to town because there's just a lot of drama there. There's inevitably a sort of incumbent starter that 
it has a different role then, and then you're just completely different look on offense. So it's interesting. Yeah, the quarterback carousel here is interesting. So you've got Justice Law, who was Beach's quarterback for the um, their state title or their state championship appearance run last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he goes obviously to Stratford, like his dad, like w- what you said. So that that leaves a big hole at Beach. Who, who's going to be their quarterback? Well, they picked up Caden Powell from Smith County, who I believe mm-hmm. is a Kentucky baseball commitment, and had a nice freshman year there at Smith County. Um, so now they've got him in place for the next few years as their quarterback. But yeah, you're right. Some of these other guys arrive like Baylor, Baylor, Baylor Hayes came from Jacksonville, Florida, showed up at Brentwood, who graduated to transfer quarterback last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all kinds of movement here. I, what, another one. Well, I'll mention this one too. Alicia Nieves uh, from Columbia Academy to Centennial. Now he's teaming up with Jamal Stewart in that offense. Mm-hmm. That could be some big numbers there. Mm-hmm. And then one that is not on our list, but I, I think it's intriguing is Max Holdsclaw coming from Brentwood Academy to Ensworth. He lost out on that starting quarterback job last year, obviously to George McIntyre, but uh, just because you don't meet out George McIntyre for a starting quarterback job I, does not mean you can't play. So I'm interested to see if he gets, gets that job over there at Ensworth. And if he does how, how he plays, because um, obviously he, he was at Brentwood Academy and now at Ensworth, um, you know, clearly, you've got some talent. So I think that's maybe one on a little bit under the radar to, to look mm-hmm. for too. Yeah. And Baylor Hayes looks like the real deal. I think, I can't remember if we talked a little bit about him last week. Uh, we, I think we probably did, but um, he really could run the ball with a lot of confidence, you know, at that scrimmage I saw against Siegel and he uh good passer, just puts a lot of nice spin on the football uh, as long as other things are in place, like the offensive line and, you know, he's got some weapons to throw to, too. Um, so if kind of I don't know. It looked like this looked like a quarterback with enough weapons around him that could be a you know, it looked like it could be a district title team. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely an intriguing one, too, especially one of the few guys, I guess, when you look down the list coming from out of state. Uh, two big ones, obviously, going to Lipscomb there. But um, don't know off the top of my head that I can think of another bigger a bigger one that has come from out of the area. So, yep, definitely a lot to, definitely a lot to digest. And I guess you start to wonder as we, as we move on kind of at some point to our next segment here, any of these guys good enough to be really, really good and get on the Mr. Football candidate list, you know, how possible is that? Well, we will get to that in just a moment. And uh, I think the key lesson from this segment is, Hey, if you're going out to a game, a scrimmage or a game, you better find a roster because there are a lot of new faces there was a lot of great seniors last year that graduated. So there was already going to be a lot of new faces anyways, but now there's all kinds of shuffling. So uh, you definitely want to check your numbers wherever you're at there to see, to see uh, who's out there on the field. But all right, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here. And then as Tyler teased there, we're going to come back and talk about some Mr. Football candidates. So stick around for that. hanging lights every year we get it that's why southern nights is here to help we install programmable lighting on your home or business so you can enjoy beautiful customizable lighting all year round no more ladders tangled lights or cold nights outside we do the work you do the celebrating call southern nights today and take the hassle out of holiday lighting forever for a free quote give us a call at 931-241-3074 or visit our facebook page at southern nights You've been putting back a few. 
And a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think about calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over. Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You total your car. You kill someone. Y'all, I'm serious right now. They have a dragon here. I saw it. What? Like, no, they don't. There's no such thing as dragons. I swear, I saw it. It had huge claws. Get out of here. It had eyes as big as the moon. Come on, I'll show you. Wait up. <gasps> Do you hear that? We're almost there. Whoa! I told you so. That is a dragon. We are back here on Main Street Preps this week, previewing high school football season. And next week, we will talk more about the teams. We will have our preseason rankings out then as well. Um, but, you know, when it's so early in the in the preseason, it, it really is hard to get a gauge on teams. So um, we're going to do everybody justice there and, and hold out on maybe some predictions and some rankings until next week. Uh, give us a few more scrimmages to sort of analyze some of that but we do know a lot about players. And so we caught you up on some of the transfers that have happened all across the area. Now we want to take a way too early look at Mr. Football candidates, because I know everybody's, that's just something everybody likes to talk about. Who's, who's going to be in the running for Mr. Football. So Tyler, as you were kind of thinking about this, who were some of those names that immediately came to mind in those public school classifications for you? Yeah starting sort of from the smaller classes, Elijah Groves, obviously, I think, uh, you know, a high level guy. Um, and you kind of know about this family, Russell. I was saying probably what people need to know most is how the Groves differentiate. I know you said you sort of are, you haven't been in Robertson County for a while, but you've got to explain kind of how the Groves are different because they're not all Groves brothers. That's right. Yeah. And I, I really hope I'm not butchering this, but Taylor, who now is at Ole Miss, and Sean, who I believe is at UT Martin, graduated last year playing football. Um, those are brothers. Those guys are brothers. And then I believe it's Elijah, Isaiah, and Zach. Um, those are cousins of Taylor and Sean. Again, I'm butchering this. I apologize. But those guys are also brothers. So it's it's there's multiple there's multiple families of Groves. Um, they are related and they are all good at football and all good athletes. So it's East Robertson loves them, but yeah, Elijah is there on the team this year. You also got Isaiah who's, who's picked up a number of division one offers. Uh, great running back, put up some big numbers last year. And then in Zach too. So um, yeah, East Robertson, I mean, they're, they graduated a couple of groves over the last couple of years, but they are, they are locked and loaded with some more now. Yeah. And I guess the, if for, most people know in that area for sure, but Carlos Groves, obviously in that family, former LSU, you know, I'm sorry, not LSU, former Tennessee forward, uh, definitely has had his moments in, in college. So there's that sports, they're just a big sports family. Um, I guess in class 4A, Darius Reed uh, really stood out to me, Russell, because he had that big year. Uh, well, I should say big state championship game last year, you know, almost putting up 200 yards receiving. He was so electric and didn't even play a full season of game. So I just wonder what his numbers will look like with a full season. That that Pearl team is so loaded 
with skill guys that I don't know how, if they end up chopping up those numbers between each other, how that would change things. I guess you just, if, if that's the case, you ought to mention Javion Kennard, uh, the running back kind of slot receiver guy who really fast and could put up a lot of numbers. So Pearl's obviously going to have a great team too. So I just think it's going to be a lot kind of looking up for them. I don't know when the votes come out, best player, best team could definitely carry a lot of weight, no matter who that is. So I think you kind of have to look at Pearl first. Cause that, Right. I mean, they're the overwhelming favorite. Yeah, I think so. And then, I mean, maybe some dark horses on that team too. Could be uh, their mm-hmm. quarterback, Keyshawn Tarleton, uh, their running back, Malachi Cromwell, and, mm-hmm. and some of those defenders too, like Grayson Beach. Um, you know, I, there's just a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. So I would think that Pearl Cone, if all goes well for them, should have at least one finalist there mm-hmm. for that award. Yeah. And then I guess the other, I was just curious looking down this list, like who even in class 5A and 6A are the candidates from around here? That that senior class was uh, across the board, really in all divisions in the Nashville area was so loaded last year. So many guys graduated, some good guys back, but I mean, we had so many seniors on our all mid-state list. So as I was thinking about it, I was like, who are those guys? Um you know, as we were talking about the transfers, I somebody from Riverdale, that, that's a big offensive connection there. I don't know why that couldn't happen. That's a possibility. Um, you got a couple others. I mean, maybe Ashton Jones at Oakland. Uh, if he has a big year, you can have a big year in that offense as a running back. Yeah, you certainly could. And, and hey, let's give some love to the linemen, too. There was a lineman last year that won, Lance Williams from Alcoa. They're in, uh, let's see, is that, that's 3A, right? Yeah, yeah. 3A. Three, yeah, that's right, because Pearlco moved up and they stayed. So uh, Ronan O'Connell from Page, I mean, he pushes people around. You wrote about him last week and how many pancake blocks he had over the over the high school average. What was it, like 85 or something? Yeah, 85 over the – 85 total, which I guess – I asked Charles Rathbone. He t- sometimes coaches say, say, yeah, this kid had X many, this many pancakes. And I'm like, well, I just asked Charles, I said, what is the average for pancakes? You know, I don't really, this is not something I'm charting during the game. And he said it's about 10 to 20. An average high school lineman will get about 10 to 20 in a season. So you look at an elite guy like Ronan up at 80, obviously he's going to change the game for them. And then, uh, you know, with Jonathan Palmer at quarterback in a page offense that is, I think, coached up really well and has a lot of good players. That's a new guy that we haven't seen at quarterback, um, nephew of, of, uh, Carson Jordan Palmer, who, you know, what could he do? We're talking about there's a guy every year we didn't know was going to be in the conversation. Um, uh, you know, last year there were there were plenty of them. Um, there were a lot of them. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, kind of see. Those will be the two classes I think that we'll be we'll be wondering uh, who can who can emerge. And I think we're a little more confident on the Division Two side, probably not only in Mr. Football candidates, but probably also in the state contenders too. They are smaller divisions, so it's a little bit easier to kind of pare down. But uh, Nashville is obviously just floated in in the the private school area. So um, uh, you see it too in the talent, like in Division II single A, you got to start with Jared Curtis over at Nashville Christian. I got to see him a couple weeks ago in a scrimmage, wrote about him. Um, He's adding a whole new layer to his game. I mean, last year they were basically just telling him to go out there know the play call, make sure everybody else knows the play call, and then just see what happens. Mm-hmm. Just just let your talent and your your instincts take over. And he's still gonna do he's still gonna do that. But now there's more of an understanding of you know making checks at the line and hey if the defense is doing this then we need to we need to do this. Mm-hmm. Um 
So I think those things are going to help him a lot. And uh, he is working with a new set of playmakers, but you know, with another year under his belt, he could put up even bigger numbers. And also he's the, the week one starter instead of being the week three starter last year, he kind of took him a couple of games mm-hmm. before they gave him the full reign. So I got to think he is a big candidate there. And then of course, huge breakout star last year was Ty Clark from Franklin road Academy and division two double a and, he probably just didn't quite have the name recognition around the time the voting happened or the nominations happened because mm-hmm. it happens around like October or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ty Clark had only been on the scene for about a month and a half by then. But I think this year everybody knows everybody knows his name. So he should. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was a, I believe he's semifinalist or he was on, he was on some sort of list. Maybe it was just our candidates list, but he was at least mentioned for it. Yeah. But I, I got it. I was just gonna say that voting power, the name power is such a big deal. Uh, if you're just an established guy to sort of get in the conversation, like you said, Jared Curtis is going to be in it because he's no secret to anybody anymore. And that's going to help Ty Clark too. I think um, some people's minds are just kind of made up. Remember Malachi Dow last year, not winning it from white County. Some people were, I don't want to get into that whole controversy, but him not winning it. I just think uh, people started to wonder, you know, was he just not the name everybody was familiar with at the beginning of the year? And he did, he just not, did people just not see him enough to know how good he was? So just having a little bit of name recognition, I think goes a long way. Certainly. And also if, if, and this is not part of the voting, but it's just, I think it's just people are drawn to who's committed to where and who has offers from where. And I think that also helps you get on, on the list. Um, mm-hmm. Even though that's not part of the voting, but it, it, when you're committed to Tennessee, I mean, that's just kind of hard to, hard to see around because they've given you that seal of approval. But uh, Tyler, what about in Division Two uh, AAA? I mean, there's all kinds of guys there: Lipscomb Academy, Brentwood Academy. Um, who are some of the maybe the top guys there you could see being on this list? Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have to if you're gonna win that award this year, you're gonna have to have some wild numbers. Um, you know, I think Caleb Beasley's a guy that I would think first because he's probably gonna have a big defensive year. He's a guy that was good for defensive touchdowns last year. And again, the name recognition, but also if he plays any offense at all and he goes two ways, he could have numbers on that side of the ball as well. Uh, but then you just like George McIntyre from Brentwood Academy. He's now got awesome guys around him who he can put up big numbers. We all talked, we talked all about the transfers. Um, and that are going to BA, but you know, last week the best receiver I thought on the field was Neo Clifton, who's just coming back to he's just a BA kid and he's coming back to and he, he looked the best out of all those guys. So he has George has tons of weapons there, so he's going to put up big numbers. Um, I think it's going to be hard to NBA. I just don't know if right now if that's a we'll have to kind of see uh, so many mysteries there with the guys they lost on offense and somebody's gonna have to really step up to get in that conversation, uh, from. Uh, from NBA, but like the guys Baylor has, like you mentioned McCauley. I mean, what a race that's going to be to see who wins that. Just somebody's going to have to have a big, big year to win D2 AAA. I don't know. I don't, who do you like most out of the D2 AAA guys around here? Is there anybody I'm forgetting? No, Probably. I don't think you're forgetting anybody. Well, no, I mean, man, George McIntyre, he's got, he's got the inside track already. I think, mm-hmm. um, to gotta have a good year still gotta have a good year oh right no yeah i mean that's just if if all goes well and he keeps he keeps playing like he's been playing Mm -hmm. in these scrimmages i mean it's gonna be hard to caleb beasley as a defender you're just gonna have to have just an unbelievable year 
mm-hmm. to to pry that away from a quarterback. I mean, it's just like it's just kind of like the Heisman Trophy, you know. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah. much it's so much easier to win that if you're an offensive player. That's just where everybody's eyes go to. So I would say, uh, yeah, I like, but either of those guys, I mean, man, they, they both could have good seasons and will probably both be finalists mm-hmm. um, if they stay healthy. So it'll be anyways, really interesting to see who steps up on the Lipscomb side, skill players wise, you know, that that's something they graduated a lot of last year. And then, you know, they had like junior Cheryl coming back last year from the, the previous season when Alex Broom did a lot, but now it's you sort of start to wonder who's it running back, who's who are those skill guys. So uh, that'll be interesting to see who can kind of emerge out of there and if they have anybody who can possibly be that kind of candidate. Yeah, and early reports out of Vanderbilt camp are that Junior Sherrill is uh, looking really good, which is no surprise, mm-hmm. I think, to anybody that saw him play at Lipscomb Academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the last couple of minutes here, Tyler, of the show, uh, I want to talk about Metro football. Their media day is Wednesday. Um, just tonight mm-hmm. maybe let's two storylines on the way out that, that you're kind of looking for um tonight there yeah well we hit we hit the pearl cone uh angle the best chance to win a state title since the last one in 97 uh, just lot riding there on that one at that school a lot of expectations uh cane ridge and east national are trying to reload after graduating big senior classes and having good years uh and then obviously it's not the most positive storyline but can Glencliff and Antioch kind of come out of the 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 doldrums they've been in uh Glencliff hasn't won a game in four years Antioch hasn't won one in two and you just want that for programs like that you just don't want anybody to have to go through years like that it's not fun you know Glencliff's program went to the bl- the brink at one point and uh so I don't know you just want pro you just don't want to see that and then what's James Lawson look like in its inaugural season that'll be cool to watch too all right, that is going to do it for today. I want to let everybody know quickly that next week we will be all in on football preview talk. We should uh, have a guest then, uh, hopefully from a big game, a coach and possibly a player, and then we'll go over the big games. And uh, moving forward from now and through December, our show is going to be fully a football preview show uh, thanks to the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. So uh, we're looking forward to bringing you that, and we'll talk to you then. So thanks for tuning in.